ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Protests have broken out across Pakistan after the general election failed to deliver a new government. Against the odds, allies of Pakistan's jailed former leader Imran Khan won the most seats but didn't get enough to form government in their own right. The election has been marred by violence and accusations of vote rigging. Fazana Sheikh is an associate fellow at the Asia Pacific program at Chatham House and the author of Making Sense of Pakistan, and I spoke to her a short time ago. Fazana, welcome to the program. Lovely to be here. Thank you. This has been a stunning electoral surprise. Just give us a sense of why it's been such a shocking victory for the opposition. Well, I think uh, it's it's it, it is an astonishing um, electoral outcome, partly because many uh, had uh, assumed that uh, the the results were a foregone conclusion. That is to say that the military establishment had decided that as they were determined to keep Mr. Khan out, that is to say, the leader of of the Pakistan Justice Party, otherwise known as the Pakistan Tariq Insaf, since they were determined to keep him out, there was only one other alternative, and that was the party led by former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif. And everybody assumed that the results, as I said, had already been decided and that the range of restrictions imposed on Mr. Khan and his party was such uh, that there was no way in which they were going to come in with with uh, with, with a chance of, of forming the next government. What does the result reveal about how Pakistanis feel? Well, I think, you know... Um, of the 128 million voters, registered voters, we hear today that uh, 48% turned out to vote, and clearly they voted in huge numbers in favour of of Mr. Khan. Uh, his uh, independence, uh, that is to say, the independence backed by his party, uh, have come in with the largest number of seats and have claimed that they are actually in a position to form the next government at the centre. And how has Nawaz Sharif, backed by the military and favoured to win the election, responded to all of this? Well, I think it's fair to say that, you know, he's he's trying to keep a brave face, but he must be a very despondent man. I mean, there are, of course, you know, two sides... uh, of, of, of these two ways in which we might look at this. One is that Mr. Khan, Mr. Sharif um, s- simply assumed that as this was a foregone conclusion uh, and as his main rival, Mr. Khan, was going to be kept out by the establishment, he didn't really have to try very hard campaigning. Uh, in fact, his campaign was seen as rather a lazy campaign. On the other hand, there are those who argue that Mr. Sharif had difficulty galvanizing voters because, of course, his uh, party was implicated in a series of of, of, of very harsh economic uh, measures uh, which have which have accentuated and made even more acute the cost of living crisis in Pakistan, and that voters were determined to punish his party. So it really depends on you know how you look at this. 
So traditionally, the group with the most votes gets first pick at building a coalition. But this result, of course, is a little murky. The winning side ran as as independents. Does that complicate things? Who and and what does it look like in terms of forming government? Well, it it does complicate things, and you know we've never had such a large number of independent candidates, you know, sit, um, uh, well, uh, the National Assembly hasn't met, but but, but the, uh, such a large number of, of, of uh, independent candidates um, uh, returned, uh, you know, with uh, as, uh, as successful. And I think what is going on now is a very long uh, and uh, protracted process whereby the two mainstream parties, that is to say Sharif's party and the Pakistan People's Party, are engaged in trying to form some kind of coalition. Because, of course, Mr. Khan's party uh, is, is going to be excluded from any such coalition. And Mr. Khan himself has made it clear that he has no intention of working with the other two mainstream parties. Nor indeed, it must be said, is Mr. Sharif very keen to work with Mr. Khan. Of course, all this bodes uh, very ill uh, for, does not bode well for Pakistan, which is in the midst of, you know, a, a dreadful economic crisis where political parties really have to come together uh, and and uh, and sort out the economic problems facing the country. So what is, what is the prospect then, uh, I think you've just given us a little taste there, but of a fairly prolonged period of political crisis and instability in Pakistan? Well, we've been told by the two main parties, by Mr. Sharif's party and the Pakistan People's Party, that they've reached some kind of tentative agreement. That's what we hear this evening. And we're all expecting some sort of official statement issued by the two parties uh, tomorrow. The two parties have said that they have come to some kind of joint agreement in the interests of Pakistan's stability. Uh, so, you know, we wait to see. But I think the main difficulty here is really uh, the, the prospect of a coalition government whose legitimacy will be immediately uh, put into question by Mr. Khan and, uh, you know, his group of, of, of independents who've come in with, uh, with, uh, with significant numbers to their credit. Many thanks for joining us, Fazana. Thank you. Fazana Sheikh is an associate fellow at the Asia Pacific Program at Chatham House and the author of Making Sense of Pakistan. You're listening to ABC RN Breakfast.